0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's
1: plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: G'day and welcome to this week's segment of Farm Yarns, where we dive behind the audio to find out who inspires our guests, what motivates them, what they would like to debunk, And also what resources they lean on to get the most out of their agri business. So let's get down to it, farm yarns. Well, Jim, we had you on earlier on in the week and it's great to find out about what Terrigen is, what it's doing for farmers. But some people like the conversation of the farm yarns between a couple of blokes to see what drives them, what's put them in the position where they are now. And maybe we can get it, take a leaflet from your book or something of your experiences so you ready to jump into farm yarns yeah a bit intimidating but yeah far away jack and let's see where we go (laughs) absolutely let's get into it so for yourself what's your morning routine how do you get prepared or do you get prepared at all
2: no i do i'm a morning person and uh so i bounce out of bed and uh some of your listeners might recognize I'm a bit older than you. Um, your sleeping patterns change when you get older. I'm in my mid fifties now and you do tend to sleep less. So yep. I bounce out of bed at five o'clock um, and, uh, and go straight to the coffee machine. And during lockdown, my wife and I uh, both really enjoy the ritual of making good coffee. So I get up and turn the machine on and uh, it, I've got a really good Italian machine and we, we go right back and grind our beans and uh, make up a brew and uh, we get going pretty early. And that's when I do my, um, that's when I do my deep thinking too for Terrigen. I, wake, I tend to wake up in the last hour of sleep yep. I'm, when I'm half awake and I solve a lot of the problems. Uh, and I, uh, I might have three or four things that are bouncing around in my subconscious in that last hour while I'm asleep. And I'll run downstairs to my notebook and scribble them down and, um, I can produce lots and lots of stuff up to midday. And then in the afternoon, I tend—I find my routine is uh, I, I get in more into the admin and uh, the sort of uh, the machine activities where you can go on to autopilot in the afternoons. But my mornings are super productive. Yeah, super yeah, productive. No, I
0: think it's the way it needs to be prioritising, especially as farmers. Time management is probably not our best skill, but I think everyone's trying to improve on that. Really? I thought you just said you'd start with a cup of Milo, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually tasted, I'm not supposed to say that, but I have tasted our product and uh, yeah, it's a very
2: savory It's a bit like drinking Vegemite. It's pretty savory. <laughs> not too
0: bad. But for yourself, yeah. Jim, who inspires you maybe like professionally and also personally? Oh, that's a draw really. Your inspirations.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose. Um, look, I like, um, I like people who are curious and I love a good detailed intellectual conversation. So, um, and I do, I read a lot too. So the other thing I do in the mornings is I get all the morning papers on my iPad and I get the weekly times down in Victoria, you know, we get the weekly yep. times on a Wednesday and I read all the national newspapers. Um, the people who inspire me the most um, and I do, I'm a keen follower of politics Um not just Australian and state politics, but also I like overseas politics. So the people who inspire me are the people who have an open mind and are, are curious to hear all sides of the story, and people who aren't dogmatic, yeah. um, and uh, and people who like to have a good, really interesting conversation. So, and that can include that can include uh, politicians of both of all sides of uh, politics. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, the people who inspire me are, um, are also people who are productive and active and people who are producing something in this world. Um, I, l- I like the word productivity and I did do economics at university. And the one thing I like about farmers is they're actually producing something for Australia and our customers in New Zealand, you know, they start with nothing at the start of the year. And at the end of the year, they sell a tonne of wheat or you sell a wool clip or, you know, they've actually added to the net wealth of Australia. And uh, that's something that's good for all of us. So um, that's why I have great people who inspire me are yeah, the farmers um, who are actually um, making something out of nothing each year. Uh, and then the last category of people who inspire me are the world's optimists, because uh, I lean towards being an optimist. And uh, no matter how bad things get, my nature is to go and say, "Yeah, but this is all good. This stuff over here." So I do like the world's optimists, um, and I hate people who are pessimistic, <laughs> or I don't like that as a as a trend. So um, yeah, I, I don't know whether, whether I'm confident to name the people that yeah. I find inspirational, yeah. but people who fall into those categories, um, and I like. I like people who are a little bit different. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm in Terrigen. I'm working with, uh, I've, I've had big corporate jobs since I left university where I worked with some of Australia's big, biggest companies. Um, and uh, I was a lawyer in some of them and I've been the CEO in others. And uh, I'm now working at Terrigen and there's only 27 people. And we've got some big shareholders, but I'm really enjoying working in um, uh, rubbing shoulders with uh, investors who actually have a worldview. And they're talking about the economy in America, how Europe's going, how agriculture's going around the world. And I'm really enjoying working with those, some of those people who um, uh, uh, they're not from big companies. And they're people who move really quickly. They like making fast decisions and they're stretching me to move a lot faster than I ever have before. Because when you work for big companies, things take a lot longer. And I'm really enjoying this part of my career where I'm able to move a lot faster in a smaller company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that as well through my experience overseas um, for that. But from politics to curious farmers to optimists, um, some pretty good people within those realms of the world so beautiful suggestions there but for yourself what was your first memory on farm in 60 seconds
2: oh well um holidaying with a um a family friend my father emigrated from country um scotland in the 1950s and came out to australia when he was 19 and uh quite a few of his uh, neighbors emigrated from the northeast of scotland aberdeenshire so one of those friends was a beef farmer down in the Western District. And uh, from uh, when I was five years old, we were holiday, every single school holidays, we were on farm down there. Um, the, the neighbors across the road, uh, the the friend on farm in Victoria, he, he raised Hereford cattle. Yeah. Uh, the neighbors across the, the road were German dairy farmers. And interestingly, the son of that family has now turned out, and he's a Terrigen customer today, 50 years on. And uh, so that that's probably my first memory of uh, farming.
0: A good little roundabout there as well, but yeah, um, this will be a good one. A myth you'd like to debunk about farming, but keep it biological.
2: Oh, um, well, the one thing we do say about biologicals is um, is they're um, saying that you've using one biological product and you've tried it and it didn't work. Um, um, you've got to keep trying because uh, I liken it to cars. Um, Oh yeah, I had a car once. Um, Yeah, I had a a Russian Skoda. Um, Oh, it was a crap car. So I reckon all cars are crap. No, well, there's Lamborghinis and there's Volkswagens and there's Fords and there's Toyota Land Cruisers and there's many, many cars and there's many, many microbes out there. So um, Terrigen just specializes in lactobacillus bacteria, but gee, there's lots and lots of other bacteria as well. And there's 200 strains of lactobacillus bacteria. So one of the myths is, oh, it doesn't work. So I write off all biologicals. Um, My my advice was don't write them off. Uh, Keep trying until you find what works for you
0: great stuff and also the best way that you've learned to share expertise on land care um, might be leaning towards great land plus sort of product for yourself but to the next generation what's the best way to share expertise do you think pass oh, on definitely, get,
2: yeah definitely getting out on farm yep. what what we're doing now is that um uh Our scientists who are working up in Queensland most of the time um, in our laboratory tend to do a lot of work and they're in the laboratory. But what I've encouraged is that we need to get out on farm and have uh, short, sharp information sessions, a 30 minute session uh, from our scientists um, and maybe space them out and do three of them over um, a month and three 30 minute sessions is a really good way to educate uh, farmers in how they can approach biologicals. And uh, uh, any more than that, you tend to lose their interest and you can't hold their attention. Uh, but definitely getting out on farm. And then also it's two-way. I mean, we need we find that we learn so much when we get out on farm and we yep. listen to farmers. So yeah,
0: yeah, I'd love to see a few more farmers get to these events. They're great events and I think they need support. Otherwise, they're going to be dropping off as well, government-led or private-led as well, whatever it may be. But for yourself, a bit of a tongue twister. If you weren't doing what you're doing, what would you be doing?
1: Oh,
2: well, um, I'm a very, very keen gardener at home. My wife and I are absolutely avid gardeners. And... Yeah, and uh, and I'm and and I'm I'm no greenie, but I I lean towards natural farm. So I get uh, an endless supply of horse manure near me in Melbourne, and yep. I've got an old Toyota Ute, and uh, there's nothing better than me uh, going problem. down on a weekend and shoveling half a ton of manure and then spreading it on the garden. And uh, so what would I be doing? And if I was a man of independent means, yep. I'd be uh, gardening a big big garden um, somewhere in the the hills outside Melbourne um that would press all my buttons i would love that
0: definitely I actually used to bag um what was it Chuck manure for a mate and he said come down and help me for a weekend like on a university weekend like yeah right i will like bag 10 bags or something he had the bloody process all worked out 1500 bags or something for the weekend we got through and he sells it just on the side of the road it was ridiculous i think he would be listening in for this For yourself, you said you're a bit of a reader. What's your favourite resource to learn from, whether that's for building your agribusiness or just for yourself for self-development?
2: Well, I've started listening to a lot of podcasts, actually. So this year year I've been uh, following some podcasts out of America from uh, uh, the All In podcast is one I listen to, uh, and there's... uh, Um, some very successful um, billionaires um, who who came from nothing uh, and uh, I've been really enjoying the All In podcast um, this year. So I'm a bit like you. I find the podcasts are a really convenient way for me. I'm an action man on the weekend. So I get into my my gardening shirt and, and I put my headphones on and I listen to podcasts while I'm out there in the garden and doing all the heavy work. Um, and, uh, in terms of reading, um, I'm not a, I don't read novels, but I love reading biographies of, uh, famous world leaders, um, and business people and sort of, you know, what drove them. So, um, that's where I get a lot of, and then I, I'm an avid reader of newspapers. And so I tend to stay up with politics and the economy, uh, by reading all the paper. I've read all the papers by 7am every morning.
0: Great stuff. Sounds like a bit of an agricultural Warren Buffett. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know I would compare myself to Warren Buffett but that's very nice of you Jack
0: <laughs> little by little but for yourself a question we ask each guest on the podcast is what sort of question would you like to ask the next guest without knowing their background what they do um, just quite broadly or you can niche down
2: oh that's a it's a challenging question um, uh, well um, what are you working on at the moment that's that's uh, one of my most enjoyable questions when I catch up with friends. And when we spoke last, I said, I really enjoy good conversations with really good intellectual conversing with someone back and forth. And one of my opening questions to get things going when you haven't seen someone for a few months is uh, what are you working on at the moment?
0: That's a good and one. Usually
2: that's <laughs> usually the front of mind thing. They're so passionate about and, uh, And it's a really good way to start off a fabulous conversation. Or I've got another good friend of mine who's a top economist, and uh, he goes right back to First Prince. He's a very clever person um, with a PhD in economics. And uh, I ask him that question. uh, What are you working on? He'll say, oh, but I'm really worried about inflation in the US and whether it might come and infect Australia. Uh, or I'm really worried about Australia's productivity that we're just not producing as much as we used to in the old days. And we're relying too much on our house prices going up. You know, we're not producing the goods that we used to produce. And um, he'll always have a, an interesting view every six weeks. And so I found that what are you working on at the moment?
0: So is a great is that can be um, taken to the next level. So maybe as a listener, ask a person in your family or a colleague about what they're working on at the moment. But for yourself, a question that last guest asked was, what's your favourite breed of cattle?
2: Oh, Hereford's were the cattle. I've got two favourite breeds. Um, Hereford's because they were the uh, the cattle uh, on my friend's farm uh, down at Cobden um, in Victoria when I was there on farm as a primary school kid. And uh, I suppose because of my father's Scottish heritage and I'm actually outside uh, my job. I'm a bagpiper and my three yeah. sons are all bagpipers. Uh, I love Scottish Highland cattle and uh maybe one day I'll own some. Um yeah, so I like Scottish Highland cattle and Herefords.
0: They are beautiful and they're pretty expensive. They're getting up there. I saw some for sale the other day in the land or something like that. But beautiful recommendations and thanks for coming on to Farm yarns to see dive into who Jim Cooper is and why he does what he does um and maybe where he pulls his resources from. Jim, thank you very much for coming on to this episode and previously you're very open CEO and great to have you on the podcast speaking so free willingly. Thanks, Jack. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in to the Farms Advice podcast. It is produced by Advert Your Eyes Digital, the agribusiness marketing specialist. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more information on this episode and the others before and spread the Farms Advice. If you love this episode, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe as it helps other farmers find us too. But until then, next Tuesday, keep on farming. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Farms Advice podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country for Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.